terrorism, horrible politics, and a possible connection to Varg Vickerness, that is the topic du jour on the pre-eminent metal podcast on your internet, Death Metal Death. <laughs> You went high with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You fucking animals. Savages drooling at the mouth. Haunches raised. Horny. To be titillated with another sizzling horror story. Here we are. To satiate your jowls. It's us, the Death Metal yeah. Dicks. Uh, before we get into the brunt of it, let's you just use fucking. four words that got me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, uh, it turns out when I'm not fucking blindingly drunk by the time we start this, I got the got the fucking words that flowing there. We uh, we got a live show, and uh, we're beating your ears up about it every week. It's bad. Look, I want. I was think I was talking to uh, salute to my guy CT today, who books shows in Little Rock. Um, everyone's friends, but. Talking to him about, you know, book, like doing live shows and shit. And essentially, locally, I mean, I would like, like my my main goal, live show locally, I'm stammering right now, would be to do, if we could pack the fuck out, like 100 people in Vino's once a year, that'd be so tight. That's pretty much the local idea. Um, so, you know, this could be a first annual type of event. My goal at the end of this shit, um, I, don't, I don't know what we talked about, you know, Lacey having a birthday. So just shut up, dude. But, dude, don't shut I, up. Let's Stop. have a fucking You're not listening to me. You're not listening Party to me. Yes, dude, I no, am. Look, no one would do that ever. You say that. Okay. But then what if it happens? What if that doesn't pack out? But I've uh, never, uh, dude, I've been around for 34 years, and I that's know. never happened. Me either, but that's why never. I wanted to It's happen. never happened to anybody. Because, like, when you're in the heat of a moment in a party, it's uh-huh. just like, yeah, this fucking sucks, dude. But if you're in the heat of the moment and it doesn't suck. Okay. Well, you ruined what I was saying. Yeah, no, I didn't. March 30th, Vino's Brew Club. Brew Pub. <laughs> you fucked up what yeah, you were saying. you're right. You got me there. Uh, Vino's Brew Pub, downtown Little Rock. Historic. They just rebuilt the stage. We got some fucking... Shocking surprises that will literally blow you away. Uh, Bring your barf bags. We're doing an episode about some real kinky shit. So, yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. We got our friends band from Memphis Heels. I've had several people hit me up already that listened that wanted to know more about Heels because they listened to their shit. Like like three people. I said two to start with, but then I had to think back that it happened three weeks ago, too. Have asked where to get Heels merch. So, you know, fuck yeah. It's really good. Uh, it's a type of band that's not metal, but could definitely appeal to anyone who likes metal, which yeah. is always a nice thing when you listen to the same shit all the time, you know? Yeah. So it's the right fit for us. Going to have Mark doing comedy. You're going to have one of my friends, Chris Sloan, do comedy. Going to have Heels and then us. It's yeah. going to be great. It's going to be five fucking dollars for all that. It's going to be tight. It's going to be two hours long. So it's going to fucking rip. You guys have got to come out. 
Yeah, I just wanted to be packed. With five bucks, um, I have so many times literally been at a point in my life where I did not have five dollars to get into a show. Yeah. Uh, so I understand that. And I understand that that could feel embarrassing to some people. It is not at all to me. So if you can't afford the five bucks to get into the show, you don't have to give me any fucking backstory. Just hit me up and I got you. You know, I just want to have fun. Yeah. I want as many people there as we can possibly get. And I want to have a fucking blast. So let's pack that shit up, dude. Let's Mm -hmm. just have the most fun possible. Then that's March 30th at Vino's Brew Pub. Well, fucking, I'm, that's all I have to look forward to in my life. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, you go to warlordclothing.com and buy a shirt. Uh, patrons, it's me, the guy that's bad at business. My shirts are in. They're sitting at my grandparents' house. I got to go pick them up. Just keep in mind that that's like, they live five minutes away from me, but that is a good three hours. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I'm gonna yeah, talk to. Him. Oh, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna talk to him. Then my grandpa's gonna be like, "Uh, got this, this going on. Mm-hmm. Could you give me a hand with it?" And then he's gonna remember that he's got something else he needs a hand with, yep. and that's all fine. Like yep. I love my grandpa. I want to help him, but I'm just telling you, there's not such a thing as just like going over there. You're not like <laughs> you. What you're saying is you're not Blake Judd from Not Mistium. That's correct. Okay. Oh, I don't even think that we have that. Like, no one's made, no one's, like, paid me for anything. Yeah. That's no, a nice yeah, part yeah, about yeah. Warlord Clothing is that they you just pay them. You yeah. don't have to wait. <laughs> yeah. I can't spend your money on heroin. But I'm just letting our patrons know, like, I just suck. At, I'm, I am not lazy, and I also am lazy. And so, like, I was going to go over there on Sunday, but uh, my fucking daughter went to her first sleepover. On Saturday yeah. nights, and uh, my son just did not want to go over there. He wanted. He was like, "I want to do something fun too." And I was like, "All right, yeah. man. Fair point. Let's just stop over there." And this motherfucker is seven, and he just knew better. Yeah. He's like, "You don't just stop there." It's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "We'll be there all night." It's like, "No, we're gonna stop by." He's like, "No, we won't." We will be there all night. I was like, yeah, he's right. He's yeah, actually, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's too smart for me. So yeah, yeah. you hit me up and you're like, hey, let's go eat what's some, your kid doing? Let's go like, eat some Mexican. Yeah, we man. ended up eat, eating yeah. Mexican food. So Tight. yeah, that's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's the fucking, you know, it's me, excuse city. But yeah, um, I'm trying to get a handle on all that this week, baby. Time is just a fast construct for adults, dude. I remember being like 20 and, uh, just fucking I'm like being you remember being bored I'm sure like, yeah I still get bored yeah but you're an idiot I I'm still I would youthful. love to get bored I would love to feel bored well, I mean like I, there's a difference between being bored and like just being busy oh yeah because your job there's like a lot of downtime no man there's not not anymore at the beginning there was but now there's not now I'm just to the point where I'm like I need downtime you know okay buddy yeah <laughs> I mean, it's not making ice cream, but it's also fucking. Oh, uh, my job is dumb as shit. It's yeah. not like I'm trying to sound cool. No, no, no. I didn't say you were, but I mean, the action-packed just... world of ice creamery. Yo, speaking of that, Sometimes. dude, the fucking news came up there to like do a segment on the restaurant, and for whatever reason, the guy zoned in on me, and uh, <laughs> he was like, he was like, "What's your title here?" I was like, "So fast to go, executive gelato chef." <laughs> And then he goes, oh, uh, what all do you do here? I was like, well, 
I make gelato, use the bathroom around six times on the clock, and make memes. <laughs> he was uh, not thrilled. Oh, and then the owner was like, no, he doesn't. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, shit. Uh, yeah, so if that comes on, that's going to be so funny. Oh, when, uh, well, because no one would it. like, it's like a morning show, like there's nobody in my demographic that would actually watch a morning show. However, if it's one of those things where they also post it online, you feel me? Yeah. Like, yo, some, I, some fucking asshole is just going to tag like the city of little. Rock it would have been cool shit. if you were to walk them through how to make it. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> then right when you're doing it, you're just like, yeah, little milk. And you pull your shirt off and echo your squirting tit juice. In <laughs> yeah. there. I could just, I could tell that, uh, I could see the concern of like the owner. Yeah. And it, literally everyone else when the camera guy, like zoned in, yeah. Like I could see, I could see them, like just cringing. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> you're probably like, not even gonna be in it. They're just praying. That that'd be, be great, dude. That would be awesome. No, wouldn't it be? Well, a, I I could travesty. just, but yeah, I could just see them fucking like, please, <laughs> please, just keep it together. Oh crap! Man. I did, dude. You know, I had to like, you know. Oh, I know. My, <laughs> I I just had the pros and cons. It, dude. I was like. Don't. I <laughs> just had to be like, you know, if you like getting fired when you were 20 was fucking awesome. Getting fired now yeah, would literally be the worst thing. I'm ever. a professional. Yeah. I'm not, though. I work at a restaurant. You had, I mean, you have to be on camera. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, whatever. Yeah. You, you have anything cool happen this week before we get into murder country? Uh, no. I never have anything cool happen. That's true. Uh, let's get to, uh, this is going to be. I don't want to say offensive, but uh, I got a feeling that some part of our audience could easily be offended by this. So this is a uh, Anders Breivik. He was a right, a far right terrorist um, from Norway. Basically, he ended up killing 69 people. Um, the youngest victim was 14. And it was like a, a sneak ambush. And it was, I mean, he identified as a neo-Nazi. So... I'm putting that out there for you to understand if that if that's the sort of thing that really upsets you, yo, that's what we're dealing with. Obviously, we're not going to be fucking glorifying that at all, but it's an interesting story to tell because I think I think I think this is the highest number of people that died in a mass shooting. Pretty sure. In Norway or ever? Uh, I guess I should, yeah, like ever. I think okay, because it's one like one person doing a mass shooting, and a mass yeah. shooting is like like then and there. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like you killed you killed people and then left and then killed more. Yeah, this is a one shot deal. So sixty nine people. That's fucking crazy. I mean, because you think about well the the mass shootings that we know about, which um have been a lot in our lifetime, but the first one that I blatantly seared in my memory is Columbine. Yeah. And it, I remember when that happened. Man. Yeah, me yeah. too, for sure. But if you be like, I thought that I thought until I was an adult that hundreds of people died in Columbine. Yeah. It was 12. Yeah. And so that, that's a lot of people. And then the Aurora movie theater shooting is kind of like, kind of like the modern era era of people being shot up the Vegas thing. I mean, 
<clears throat> all those that are that were a lot of people. I mean, that's n- nothing like sixty nine dead people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's some crazy shit. Obviously, you're not dealing with a stable individual, and obviously, the reason why you love tuning into a true crime podcast is because you want to know why, how, what happened here, bitch, mm. and was Varg Vickerness involved? Let's find out. Ah, uh. now. Anders Breivik, he was born February 13, 1979. He called himself a fascist, called himself a Nazi, and also claimed to practice Odinism. Which, if you're not familiar, essentially Odinism is a modern term to put on ancient Norse religion. Yeah. It's it's some nerd shit. Like a lot of that fucking neo Nazi shit where they tie that in, it's just it also has nothing to do with it. But they just fucking do <laughs> yeah, nothing know. at all. It well, that's something that was co opted by Adolf Hitler. Um, yeah, you know Hitler was very astute on the occult, esoteric religions, paganism, and one of Hitler's. I'm not trying to say best qualities. What's the one of Hitler's like things that he was super smart about? Used it for evil, obviously, but symbology. Yeah. Using symbols that were so unique and uh, powerful that they would just be seared into your mind. Well, yeah, not only that, man, he, he would take other cultures' symbols and, like, just transform them into something else because he knew they were already powerful. Well, you, okay, yeah. so you said not only that, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying, like, yeah. he. He basically, like, everything he did was, like, for image. And that image was, like, high-level marketing, essentially. He knew how to brand things. And he took a lot of, like, what you would call runes. And, uh, you know, being around, like, black metal people, this is some high-level dork-ass shit. Yeah. Uh, If you're a pagan, please stop. <laughs> That's just uh, I, come on. Uh, have, have you ever heard of the internet? Anyway, well, I mean, I, I think uh, to a lot of people, I don't, I don't know if they take it as serious as uh, that. You know, like maybe to some, you know, it's it's like being tied into your European heritage, which that sounds racist, but sometimes it's not. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of that shit's goofy. Well, I'm, I'm like, I'm like Norse. Yeah. And I could give a shit. I mean, it's f- fun to think about, you know. Well, a lot of it's cool, but it's like, oh, man. Historically, sure. But, the Punisher's uh, cool. It's, but a it's weird not a thing. real person. Yeah, correct. You know? Right. Okay, great. Um, you make a good point because of his fucking, like, if you saw the Punisher scroll anywhere, yeah. you would go, hey, it's the Punisher. Yeah. Um, and that is classically a, a symbol that's from a comic book that, like, fake tough guys put all over their shit. Yeah. To give a menacing image because it's a skull. Well, Hitler uh, would basically take shit like the Punisher skull and and brand it onto uniforms, um, you know, insignia that people could see his soldiers, himself, the politicians that they were around. And uh, so a lot of things that were associated with um, the ancient Norwegian religions. Yeah, just Scandinavia in general. Not even religion, but, you know, well, I mean, loosely based around paganism, but just fucking symbols. Jesus Christ. Like, like basically, it'd be like if 100 years from now, 
we we didn't use the same fucking emojis from Apple anymore. Yeah. And then some fucking dude wanted to purify an area racially, and he started using the fucking wink face emoji. Yeah. Instead of a swastika, like you, it's just it. it it's dork shit. It's just regurgitated it, it, bullshit. But, it, but it's something that you can just look at, and it's it's such a unique symbol that's easy to see, and you associate it with that. It's yeah. like now the swastika, everyone's smart enough to know that that did not come from Hitler, but when you see it, that's all the fuck you can think of. Yeah. So when someone's like, no, no, this swastika represents, just shut the fuck up. It's a, it's a swastika. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you're trying to say, but, you know, this is now what it is. Like, you're not going to have that goofy fucking mustache ever again. No. No, I mean, like, that dude's mustache is a symbol. I mean, like. That's people, what I'm saying. That, know, that's how yeah. calculated he was. Every single fucking thing that that guy did was some sort of strategic branding. Yeah. So, the, like, the two. Now, in Anders' case, he is lives in Norway. He is Norwegian. They're not. Like, he's not deriving fake Odinism from being a Nazi. But the reason why we're hammering on this for five minutes is because. Um, these are two equally nerdy aspects of metal sometimes. And it's important to know that they actually, the only place that they tie in together historically is when Hitler just stole symbology to make it look cool for himself. Uh, so anyway, um, identify as that his crime, July 22nd, 2011 is when he went on attack. He used an ANFO van bomb, a Ruger Mini-14, and the Glock 34. All together with the bomb and the gun, he killed 77 Norwegian citizens. On the day of the attacks, Brevik electronically distributed a copendum of texts entitled 2083, a European Declaration of Independence. And that was, you know, his manifesto, but it described his ideology front to back. The texts later state that his opposition to Islam... And he blamed feminism for the Europeans' cultural suicide, quote-unquote, and a call for the deportation of all Muslims from Europe. And Brevik wrote that his main motive for the attack was to publicize the manifesto that he had written, um, which, you know, basically... You know, he doesn't fuck. Yeah, That's what we're absolutely at. not. There's no sex going on no, here. This is incel city, bitch. You are not getting your dick wet. Um, yeah, so... It's a, this is a guy who will find out basically had it all except Poon. And so he fucking lost his shit. And I mean, that's all that all, it happens so much, dude. How do you not like, listen, you're in Europe, dude. Yeah. Europeans love to fuck. That's man. true. Well, they and don't have, like uh, it's not shit. necessarily that they love to fuck. Everyone loves at some level to fucking, well, they're not scared of it to blow a nut. And, and the reason why is because they didn't ever have puritanical religions keeping them down originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's like when you talk about paganism in Norway specifically, there, the, like, that was basically a free love type of religion. Yeah. Like, sex was a special thing, but it was not meant to just be kept between two people. Yeah. Um, and so... Well, a lot of times it was ritualized. You know, yeah, there's so. ritual sex, ritual orgies, but that, that was... Um, you know, that that stands in the way of the Christian agenda. Yeah. So when Christianity kind of came in and tried to wipe the slate clean of their old religion, it pissed a lot of people off. But at the same time, their culture had been around for so much longer than Christianity, even though Christianity became like their religion and took hold. 
it's not like you're going to completely reverse the way that their society is. So the way that America was founded is by all the pu- literal Puritans came over here yeah. and brought their puritanical morals. And that's how we... Okay, bullshit, yeah. long skirts. <laughs> and that's how we got so roped into um, like just shame about sex. Yeah. is just fucking whack-ass English dorks that didn't know that fucking is cool. It's ruined. Yeah. Generation uh, after generation. Um, so, Anders was born February 13th, 1979. He was the son of Winchy Baring. <laughs> Winchy! Yo, she sucks is what we're going to find out. So, a hilarious name is hilarious. Whenever somebody calls a lady a witch... Ooh. This is what happened here. Winchy, whoa! Her dad was like, "This is a winch." Oh, that wasn't like an insult, right? That I was think just so, like, man. Woman. You think so? I don't, I don't really know because I know it's kind of like know. calling him a cunt in night seventeen <laughs> yeah. something. You know, it's like some Renfair shit, dude. Like, yeah. oh, another log, a winch. Yeah, like you, you gotta do what I tell you to, uh, cunt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but cunt's not like a bad word in England. No, man. Well, not anymore. But if you say cut in seventeen hundred, yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a. I bad. think we're the one who. I think I actually blay. I think Eminem made contraband. <laughs> Did he really, man? No, I, I love that word. Oh, the FCC it. won't let me be. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, so, <laughs> so stupid. I got stuck in my head because I got this old ass Bluetooth speaker that has like a FCC warning. It says like it has to accept interference. So anytime someone else has their Bluetooth turned on, it's like it's all fucky. It's like the goddamn FCC won't let me be. It's all fucky. (laughs) (laughs) Please stay close to the microphone, dude. There's no fucky to lean back. (laughs) I do whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) Okay, you can ruin it all you want to. Uh, Yeah. So and his dad's name was (laughs) Jens David Brevik. He was a civil economist who was a diplomat. Working for the Norwegian Embassy first in London and then moved to Paris. So rich, he spent the first year of his life in London until his parents divorced. He was only one. His father fought for custody but failed, and he gets stuck with his mom, who is a big time piece of shit. Not unlike Buddy's mom, um, and that goes just back to even i mean honestly in in modern american society if a man and a woman get a divorce and the mom doesn't have any glaring problems the children should be with their mother is always the idea of yeah i think that's just like a that's just something that humanity is fucking stuck into yeah and it, but and a lot of times it's wrong right and this is uh this is 1980 so norway's very conservative yeah it all makes sense, but the dad's the one that's got the fucking cake, you know. Uh, when he was four years old, he lived in Fritziner's Gate in Oslo. Two reports were filed about the concern of his mental health at four, and they decided that Anders probably needed to re- be removed from his parental care. There was a psychologist in one of the reports that made a note of the Anders' peculiar smile is what he called it said that his smile was not anchored in his emotions, but was rather a deliberate response to his environment. So most four-year-olds are generally most of the time happy. And uh, it's easy to make a four-year-old fucking laugh. 
you turn on SpongeBob, you can fall down, you can make a fucking funny face, and they'll laugh, they'll smile. A detached four-year-old who's had to bury themselves emotionally already at that young age, I would think probably has psychologically been damaged. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're four and you see a hard dog dick, you don't know what that is, but you're going to laugh at it. <laughs> okay, man. I remember being like four and being like, man, that's a dog dick. That's is that dog. really something you remember? I remember a dog dick at four. I didn't know that was a dog <laughs> dick, but I, <laughs> I was like, man, pee comes out of that, you know? And you, you saw, <laughs> I always thought, like, why is my grandma putting that on her lips on the way to church? <laughs> yeah, it's a dog dick, man. You are a goddamn buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> that's how my mind worked it for. It's still worse now, that way. I, dude, I don't, whatever, dude, fuck it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically the psychologist thought that he, at the age of four, was basically like a, a grizzled Waffle House waitress <laughs> and only smiled because he knew that he was supposed to. Yeah. Another report by psychologists that was available from Norway Center for Child and Youth Psychiatry, Psychiatry, the SSBU, said that concerns were raised through the doctors about how his mother treated him. In the report, it said she sexualized the young Brevik, hit him, and frequently told him she wished that he was dead. Oh, yeah. This creates you an old sociopath. That's the fucking recipe right there. Yeah. And uh, old Winchy was described by the doctor as a woman with an extremely difficult upbringing herself. She had borderline personality disorder, and <clears throat> she had an all-encompassing, if partially visible depression she projected her primitive aggressive and sexual fantasies onto brevik hmm. now interesting the psychologist who wrote that report will later be forbidden from giving this evidence in court hmm. oh, i mean i'm sure we're gonna get into why none i'm so on top of that um she was ex- she was excused from testifying on healthy grounds. Like she was basically the court said that she was like not well enough physically or mentally to, to testify. So you got to think that she probably was carrying some guilt, yeah. did not want to sit on the stand and explain, hey, I fucked my kid up bad, you know? Yeah. Do you think maybe there's like her playing the role of like just being like, I don't, no, I don't want to talk. Or do you think it's like she really couldn't? You know? mm, dude, I think that, I mean, you know, she probably is a fucking, she's a fucking, so she got borderline personality disorder. Yeah. Um, you know, she's a fucking sociopath herself. It sounds like, man. I, yeah. I mean, it is, but I mean, that necessarily borderline personality disorder, I mean, you're a sociopath, but, um, and, and it's actually a curable thing. I mean, you know, you can get a handle on it. I yeah, think, but probably not in, like, 1980s Norway. Yeah, I don't think psychology... I mean, psychology to this day is 100 years behind, I think. Yeah. But, you know, when you... But the thing that's weird is sexualizing a kid at four. That's that's not borderline What exactly does that mean? Um, that could be, like... Uh, does that just mean you, like, introduced him to the concept of sex? It could be... Well, that's why... It's, like, age-appropriate shit. So, it's, like, yeah. you know, you don't let him watch rated R movies. You don't let him watch PG-13 movies. You don't let him watch PG. You let him watch, like, kid shit you know so it's like because those things 
But what is sexualized? Does that just mean like you're aware of sex? sexualized behavior? Yeah, you're aware of it. You're, um, you know, you want it. No, nah, you don't want it, but you like make the kid seem like that's a normal behavior. Yeah. And so a lot of people that sexualize behavior, the young kid, uh, especially if they're selling their kid. Mm. So it'll be like, it's a selling point. It's all the way they kind of like it. So like the people that yeah. like to have sex with kids are turned on by it because the kid's oh. talking about it. Yeah. Okay. So that's so. probably a point of concern of theirs. Yeah, it should be. <clears throat> now Brevik kind of dealt with his traumatic childhood by, uh, Hitting the weights hard. And let me tell you, that works. <laughs> it does. Yeah, he was fucking pumping you iron. You thought he was sexualized before, man. Pumping iron. And, you know, the thing about being a kid and you're lifting weights is it, depending on what your source is, what you're like, if you're looking at magazines or you're seeing giants in the gym, when you're 14, 15, you don't, your metabolism, I mean, depending on person-to-person basis, but most of the time your metabolism's in high gear. Yeah. It's going to be real hard. Like, most, you couldn't, there could be some kids, like I work with youth wrestling, and there's kids that are strong as fuck, in great shape, lift yeah. a lot, but they don't really put on mass like a grown man does. Yeah. Like, you're not really going to see a kid with traps. You're not really going to see a kid... With like fucking fat abs, you know, like yeah. big ass abs. Like kids, usually if they're working out a lot, are gonna be pretty lean. Yeah, and uh, he well, they're working different muscle fibers a lot of times too. And then you know, well, okay, so yeah. okay, so you know, we're in our thirties. Yeah, in the last year, we've gotten into weightlifting. Yeah, if you took me and you took a fat sixteen-year-old kid, yeah, you had us both do the exact same things for a year. He is going to melt away, yeah. lose a lot of weight. I'm going to bulk up. Yeah. Like, just at that age. This is different hormonal levels. Different hormonal levels. Well, yeah. Maturity. But, but, and that's what drives your metabolism. That's what I'm saying is, like, you're just geared. Like, you're made. Like, you've got all the good shit. Yeah. All cylinders are firing. My body gave the fuck up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it, it's not like your body gives up. It's just you're, like, you're an animal. You grow like at different times of your life, you're supposed to be doing certain things when you're growing, you're going to keep growing. It's but, but like you're you're you just don't put I mean, what's, what I'm getting at. Grown man strength is what we're getting here. Yeah. And what I'm getting at is that he was into bodybuilding. So because he was doing that and around grown men in gyms, he started using steroids at a young age, which is a horrible fucking move because Ooh, how old was he? Uh, 15 when he started. Yikes, man. Um, maybe even younger. Maybe even younger. Um, oh. and, and he really, you know, was into bodybuilding. He wanted to, you know, obviously what he dealt with growing up put some sort of psychological trauma there. And he had, you know, really an issue with body dysmorphia. Think about the like motherfucker that sold him. There's a real piece of shit selling kids. 15-year-old kids steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's wild, I mean, man. It is totally wild. But, you know, it could have been like an 18-year-old, you know. They could see him in the gym pumping iron, and he's yeah, like... Know yeah. nothing about what... Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean the most nefarious, but bottom line, it's not a good thing to do as a fucking kid. Um, so, that like, that's going to come into a factor. Did he get Crispin Watt? We don't really know for sure. However, I think what I'm trying to illustrate is that he probably had like a body dysmorphia issue. Yeah. Because in my mind, like, you know, I'm not with that bodybuilding shit. And at some level of that, there is always there is like it becomes if it's not a body dysmorphia issue, it becomes 
not an issue, but it it, it is body dysmorphia. Well, like yeah, you yeah, look yeah, at yourself yeah. in a mirror when you're bodybuilding and you think, okay, my left arm is not quite as fucking jacked as my right arm. So let me concentrate more on this. My lats yeah. looking flat. Like, is it a healthy body dysmorphia? Yeah, I mean, sure, but you get what I'm saying? Well, it makes sense to be like that too and be, uh, I mean, I, th- I feel like we're laying out the platform for a sociopath, psychopath kind of thing. Yes. Um, uh, Yes, I think it lends into it. Well, um, you know, wanting to look good. Right. And then also being sexualized as a kid. Yes. And then, you know, that always usually, you know, we talk about a lot of times being sexualized at a young age. When you get older, that's what, you know, your fetishes around is is that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you learn what you like as an adolescent. Yeah. Subconsciously. Yeah. But <clears throat> he lived with his mother and his half-sister, the West End of Oslo. He did go see his father, who had remarried and had a, he had a stepmother in France, where he, you know, like I said, his dad was a diplomat. They divorced when Anders was twelve. Stopped going there. Uh, his mother also remarried, and it was an officer in the Norwegian army. Brevik chose himself to be confirmed into the Lutheran Church of Norway at the age of fifteen. Um, mother did not go there. So, you know, that's a weird time in life to to find your own religion to me. Yeah. At 15, you don't want to go to church. You want to fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Get drunk. Yeah, it just depends. I think, you know, you, when you're a teenager, you're trying to figure out who you are as a person. That's true. And it takes a long time. I mean, it takes till you're 25 to really just be like, okay, well, I'm a, this complete person. This is what I'm into. Right. When you're a teenager, that's why everything's so crazy, you know? Yeah. But you just figure, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess if you weren't... I was raised having to go to church, so I was too. I guess I could see where if that wasn't your reality, perhaps it did seem rebellious to go the other way. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> while he while he was growing up, um, <laughs> you know, even when he was going to church, everyone around him. I'm not going to go on a, go off of his mom's word. Described him as rebellious. He wanted to break away from all. Like again, Norway. I mean, we know. A lot about fucking black metal. That that's also being silly by doing a couple of Norwegian episodes in a row because of the release of Lords of Chaos. Yeah, I feel like we need to do a review of that movie. I don't care. I, um, I know you don't. But... Yeah, we might. But anyway, um, man, shut up. <laughs> Why don't you riff on what I'm saying? I'm a, I am. Uh, damn it, bitch. Yeah, so he's being rebellious, and so like we we learned from like uh, everyone who listens to us, I assume has got at least a taste of how silly black metal is. Well, what you're dealing with is a very wealthy country, a very conservative country. Yeah. So what happens when you have teenagers that have no real struggles or concerns? Now, you know what's funny is that Anders had a terrible life, like. Varg, Euronymous, those guys had a cushy, nice life. Yeah. So the turnout is kind of funny because uh, basically they invented all these problems for themselves. Meanwhile, this guy's got big time problems and they, you know, they're coming up in the same area and uh, same time period. And some went the way of black metal. Well, Anders went to hip hop and not only hip hop, but graffiti. And not only did he dibble dabble in graffiti, but he was a well-respected big figure as a teenager 
in the <laughs> graffiti community of Oslo West. So there's like two people. <laughs> I, like, I don't do. I honestly have no idea. Uh, from I tried to look into um, that. Apparently, graffiti is like still pretty big in Norway. Okay. And uh, at the time, hip hop was huge. I, and again, it's a rebellious thing. Yeah. Like you really can't get more opposite of fucking Oslo, Norway, than New York City rap. Yeah. So well, it, a lot of this time, you know, it's like uh, when you watch Until the Light Takes Us, like Varg talks about, he was just pissed about everything being Americanized. Yes. And this might be that, you know, this might be that that kind of went into his life because he was like, man, this might be cool. And and then uh, that hating angst, man, that teen hating angst, that shit kicks in and probably don't leave you till you're 50. Yeah, you know, and we're we're Brevik ended up like really acting out. Is getting super serious about graffiti. He got caught by the cops several times, um, and which would always end him up in child welfare welfare services. Two times, they find him as if he was an adult, because obviously nobody was really taking responsibility for him at this point. Now Brevik's claims that his, I'm sorry. Brevik's mother, fucking his mom, says that his father cut him off after he got fined as an adult. Uh, even though he was fined as an adult, his family was expected to pay. But it's like, you know, Norway, very lenient on crime. Like maximum, like fucking Varg, for example, who you know, stabbed Euronymous 23 times, burned down several churches that were like timeless places that were worth millions of dollars and culturally extremely significant. I mean, the highest level of vandalism God, he spent fucking 15 years in prison. Yeah. Like in America, he would have been put to death. Yeah. Or set in prison for a hundred years. No possibility to par- of parole. Whatsoever. Well, they, they, def- they think that they're able to change people while they're in prison. It's not like a prison here where it's like there's four right. walls. Well, there's like a nice bed, some TVs. They're right and we're wrong. Yeah. Like their rate of rehabilitation is extremely high. They do so much right <laughs> in comparison to what we do. It's uh, sometimes hilarious to look at the contrast. But the point I'm making now is the fact that he was fined as a youth because a lot of the time the Norwegians are just like, oh, it's a fucking kid. He's acting up. Let's send him home and his parents will spank his ass and he'll not do it again. Yeah. But in this case, so because it breaks away from Norse tradition, it pisses his parents off. I mean, that's the thing about cultures that are kind of isolated. Japan, Scandinavian cultures, uh, there is a, such a thing as face. Like you don't want to embarrass your family. That's an important part of the culture. So when he's drugged through it by getting fined, it, it could have been seen embarrassing. Um, so his mother says that his father cut off all communication, which, you know, would be when you're when you've been around him and you go to see him all the time when you're 15, that would fuck you up. You know, Anders says that he his dad got on to him and his father agrees. Anders cut communication off with him. He said, I don't want to fucking hear it anymore. And got out um, after he started getting in trouble because he was pushing the envelope. You know, he's kind of like a Varg figure in the hip hop world because he really wanted to like do more. It's just that when you're a teenager, you don't understand that the more and what you really believe in is is dumb as fuck. 
Like you don't like, you know, at 15, if graffiti is your life and hip hop is your life and you're all the way committed to it, it seems like some do or die shit. Like you want to die for it. You want to just go out and fuck the law. I'm going to do graffiti. I'm going to do like entrench myself in this and do whatever it takes to be the best at this. But it's a dumb fucking thing to get immersed in like that. Yeah. And oh, it's all like hardcore punk, man. I mean, like hip hop. I mean, there's t- clearly ties of hip hop and hardcore. But it's just subcultures. It's, that same it's shit, subcultures you know? in general. Yeah. You get sucked in. Like when you have a hard life, it's so easy to fall into something. And that's great. I mean, that yeah. is what ends up defining Well, you. rebellion definitely makes cool shit happen. You definitely. Know? But so. this is a kind of speaks to Brevik's character, too, because he does this a lot. Um, so he wants to push it. His friends don't. He's getting in trouble. His friends aren't. And he wants them to, like, be on the same level as Sam. They don't want to do it. It starts. He gets into it with his best friend about it. He, his best friend basically tells him, like, hey, man, we're fucking kids. Like this shit is fun, but it's not everything. And so he cuts off contact with his friend, drops all the way out of hip hop and graffiti, just cuts ties. So cuts ties with his dad, cuts ties with hip. Like, you know, he's just the type of person that when there's like a choice of, okay, do I make a tough decision and face consequences and like grow up and still be involved in these things and, and face adversity or do I buckle to adversity and just completely cut this out of my life and, and move on to something else? Yeah. As he, you know, starts to becoming an adult uh, because he was arrested as a juvenile. He wanted, he tried to get into the Norwegian armed forces and was rejected Uh, when he was 20. He joined anti-immigration right wing progress party. And uh, became the chairman of the local Vest Oslo branch of the and um, in charge of their youth organization in 2002. He left the Progress Party in 2006 and went on to join a gun club and the fucking Freemasons. Now, usually we'll dig in on some Illuminati shit. <clears throat> the way the story goes, I felt it would be wildly inappropriate. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like uh, sometimes it's fun to look at a conspiratorial angle, but when people like actually got killed by a man and it's very easy to figure out why he did it. I think if you take the fucking conspiracy path of this, um, it excuses an act of racism. Well, I think too, man, a lot of kooks just fucking like, like they, they read a lot, you know, I mean, they, they get educated about the dumbest shit. And then they're like, the Illuminati is this, or the right wing is this, this is what Hitler was about. And then they go do some shit like Freemasonry, like, well, it was infiltrated by pagans, you know? And then yeah. they do some shit like that, and so it backs up that claim, you know, for conspiracy people. Yeah, dude. It's just some goofy shit, man. Um, It is. And in this particular case, the reason why I'm not cracking open the Illuminati files, I, I said it once, but I think that just want to make sure it doesn't get lost is that if if you choose to do that you it, there, there's a very gross way that this story goes that kind of excuses of again an act of out and out racism yeah. so i'm not it's easy to see the facts in this there is yeah. no alex jones side of the story but if you wanted to do that obviously you can start here he was a freemason uh and you know he actually started his own company and he used 
the finances from the start of this company from what he says to immediately start planning terrorist attacks. He was exempt from conscription to military service in the Norwegian army, had no Norwegian training um, because of his first crimes. And that's another thing is that in Norway, uh, most young men are kind of expected to fucking join the army. Just, you know, it's because it's not like, like there's no war, <laughs> you know, you're not shipping off anywhere. You're just kind of fucking hanging out. You're just going to be getting money and doing push-ups. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the Norwegian Defense Security Department, who is in charge of the vetting process uh, for getting like a top secret clearance, which was going to go along with the line of work that he was trying to be in, deemed him unfit for service after psychological evaluation. He turned 21 and he went to work for an unnamed customer service company, worked with people from what he says were all other countries. And he says that he, he, this is what he says of himself. He was kind to everyone. He described um, by some people that he worked with as an exceptional colleague. But uh, a lot of people say that he had a huge ego at this time and uh, had no patience for any Arabian or South Asian people around him. Uh, Brevik underwent paramilitary training in a camp organized by a retired KGB colonel named Valery Lunev. And that's like, when I like, understand that paramilitary training is basically play army. Like, there was a guy that was in the army <laughs> somewhere and knows military tactics of some sort, and there's a bunch of people that want to LARP. Live-action role-play fucking Delta Force or whatever. And so he, you know, went off and did that. Like, it's probably like he's, you know, into shit like Soldier of Fortune and gun magazines and fucking military movies and documentaries. Uh, basically modern day militia shit. Yeah, he's a dork, dude. I mean, this is modern day. I mean, yeah, this is I know, like we're talking about like yeah. 2002. I mean, he's just in some dork ass shit. Um, he, and again, like back to his body dysmorphia thing. He's still working out. And uh, he's started this company. He's also working for his customer service company and getting his like regular stipend. He's doing pretty well. He goes and has cosmetic surgery on his chin, nose, and forehead. Mm. And uh, according to his friends, he loved the results and planned to do a lot more of it. 2002 is the same year that he says that he started a nine-year plan to finance the 2011 attack. So it supposedly goes way back now. An important thing to just just pop in here for a second. Um, Norway, now, like, I'm going to preface this by telling you that politically and uh, historically, I'm not very smart. I don't, like, I can't, I cannot give you very accurate knowledge on, on like, the political climate or what the money was. Like, I, I really can only tell you what I loosely know about it. I know why he did the attacks. Um, but from what I'm, from what I can most put together on a logical, where his mind was at in Norway, is that like Norway historically, a lot of Scandinavian countries did not allow immigration. Yeah. Like they had recently allowed refugees to come in, but it was like, you know, in America, I and I again because I am so dumb about shit like this. I don't know how we stack up compared to the world, 
But I think it's like relatively easy to get a visa and come to America. If you're like in a foreign country and you want to go to fucking Yale, you could get a visa, go to Yale. The visa like gives you clearance. It's your fucking identification to be wherever you are. You're not a citizen, but you're here and you can't become a citizen. Um, Norway absolutely would not like you, you could not get a visa to go there for an extended amount of time. And you could damn sure not become a citizen. Like yeah. even like, and then you're not getting a work visa. You're not going there to work. Exactly. Like it's it, more of a vacation. It's a sh- like it. There's you know, it's an old culture. They're set on like, you know, it goes way back. And I, from what I understand, is that their government have become extremely, like, what we would call progressive. I guess like like left leaning, like they want it to be more open to people, and so. Th- I think in like 2001 or two, they started allowing like refugees to come in. So this is like, you know, he's working at a call center and there's people from South Asia and there's um, like Arab countries coming into the country. And so like he's joining these right leaning parties and, you know, that's the type of person that's freaking out about immigrants coming in. Yeah, especially from the Middle East. Yeah, well, you know, because since, since like, you know, I don't think it's any surprise to a lot of people, especially in metal, when you go, oh, yeah, Christians basically wiped out African culture, European culture, you know, especially with paganism and shit. So it's not hard for somebody who is a, a neo-Nazi or anything like that to be like, man, this is definitely uh, a problem because I don't want any type of like Jewish religion or, you know, fucking Middle Eastern religions in general, where that all kind of comes from to come over here and wipe out my culture. Yeah. And so then you got people coming over from another plane of existence that you don't like because they're here. Yeah. So, yeah, you make a fair point, um, that really running the risk of sounding bad in today's climate. Like, no, it does, but I I think that Norwegians, I think that Norwegians do have historically, a leg to stand on when it comes to like Abrahamic religions. Yeah. Because, and, and you know, not just Norwegians, but yeah, dude, like Christians, uh, and it, and, and, you know, latter day Islamic religions have definitely anywhere they could get their roots in and try to make it seem like, I mean, and, and I'm talking like pre way pre internet, pre phone, you know, not exactly ancient times, but like the 17, 1800s. Yeah. They knew that the best way to establish themselves and, and tie their religion in with the country, make it seem like it was part of the history is to destroy the old history. Well, a lot of it is just, you know, Abrahamic religions, if I'm being honest, is a pretty vile fucking thing because they would just go and conquer other cultures so that like, you know, when you think about slavery, they bring people on ships, they wipe them out with Christianity and be like, this is this and this uh, hoodoo voodoo shit that you guys think of, you know, doesn't work. You know, talking about, I'm talking about Haiti culture. So they really did that. So they went over there and just were like, this is that. And so they did that with uh, the Vikings, they did it with all kinds of va- with pagan shit in general. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What I said. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's just like wiping out missionaries. Do that. That's what their job is. They don't think that. Yeah, but they think they're doing the greater good, but it's not. You know. Well, again, before we say the same thing nine times in a row, it's just like 
there is an agenda that the church has that you could look at as subconsciously or you could look at it as very intentional is that they want to be not part of the government. They want to be their own entity, but basically their own government. So they want to, you know, they don't want to pay taxes. They want to be beside the government. Like mm. you, they want all your laws to be based on the 10 commandments. They want, they want to be able to operate freely, have no interference in the government and, and keep all their money to themselves. So in order to do that, they have to, and, and there, it's also on the other hand, good for governments because you, most people, they don't want to go to hell. So you don't want to do the wrong thing and displease God. It's easier it's easier to make people think that if they're doing what you don't want them to do, they're going to go to hell than it is to shove a sword in their face over and over again. Yeah. Because at some point people will rise up against you, but they can't rise up against the supernatural. Therefore, that is where Christianity gets its roots in. And the reason why it can't allow the historical religions to exist side by side is because it they then lose their foothold on the the moral high road because like yeah. we, I was saying at the top of the podcast is that like paganism and Christianity are a total clash for one another so you can't like basically business wise the church would completely lose yeah their fucking they're like they would have to pay taxes. They wouldn't be. They would be considered a, a business, basically. Which historically is why they took over a lot of the holidays. You know. Yeah, I mean, you so. just you just have to like you have to run everything out. You you really can't have a successful business and religion unless you make people know that you're the path to heaven. If there's other options, it's a lot harder. Yeah. Right. And I think it's like kind of yeah yeah for sure. But I think it's like also kind of a thing to clarify. It's like we're not anti Christianity. It just we're laying out the platform of like what no, is happening here. You know in this what, situation. What this fucking runoff is is we're like it's not that his fear of Islam is right at all. It's just this is where it's based in. He's hanging out with all these right wing people, and all these right wing people are worried about another religion coming into the country and and you still hear that shit today like you can hear i guarantee if you fucking put infowars on you could hear alex jones saying some shit about sharia law you know what i'm saying like there's always a fear that a a religion and a, a way of living is going to completely wipe out whatever culture you're in and uh you know it's it's probably not exactly possible today but, uh, but yeah, that's where like the, that's the drive behind it. And then you can see where he's getting the information, you know, the progress party, um, the fucking vest Oslo, he's just around the wrong people and he's, he's mentally moldable. He, he'd be a good cop. You know what I mean? Like he's going to listen. He's looking for strong male role models and, uh, he's fucking playing, playing fake military. He wanted to be in the military. Couldn't do it. And so he's just getting all fucking fired up. So when he says that he started a nine-year plan to finance the 2011 attacks, I believe it because that 2002 is right when the immigration is starting to happen. And so he he needs a, he wants to make sure it's of a high, a large-scale attack. I believe he thought that there was going to be like he was basically going to raise a militia against people. And uh, when he saw that that probably wasn't going to happen, he did this shit himself. Uh, he, he was so driven to do this shit, he founded his own computer programming business while he was still working at the customer service company. 
his private company got so big that he had to hire six employees and serve and and he ended up getting several offshore bank accounts. He made his first million crooner at age 24 <laughs> back to that dumb shit. What a stupid thing to call money. I understand you speak a different language and it means something totally different, but all I hear is fucking like Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Yeah, that's a crooner or like Tony Bennett. You know, like well, they uh, cool. They named it Kronos, like from them. <laughs> like, uh, here I am in my pure white land, and hey, you come over with your. I should stop. Yeah, I, you should. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to flow with it, but the only thing popping into my head is so bad. But yeah, dude, crooner. God, I did this last podcast. I just can't help it. I just yeah, like yeah. so funny. Like, I love, it's so funny for me to think of, like, what people used to like. Like, your fucking grandma probably got so wet thinking about, like, Sammy Davis. Like, and the, they would just, like, come into theaters in, like, a shiny fucking suit. Sammy Davis, <laughs> huh? Yeah. He wrote some tunes, man. I'm not, look, I'm just, he's a crooner. Like, it's a, it's like yeah, a male yeah, yeah, singer. Yeah, yeah. That was just doing, like, they just did, like, covers. And they yeah. didn't they didn't even really sing. Yeah. They just kind of, like, like sung talked you know yeah. this is like i got my ideas you got yours yeah get the fuck out of my country and take your horse it makes sense for sammy davis to be a crooner though because he's yeah. a satanist you know so what did you know no yes he, yes i know yeah, that but yeah. where did the math come from well, you know, why does it all about sense? fucking pounding man yeah oh yeah talking them in yeah but dude dirty yo, that's what those guys were having yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that, was, that was move they're just like inundating fucking women like fucking like stale women because it was like like that's a straight laced type yeah. of entertainment well shout out to sammy davis because he's probably the first person to stick a dick in a hole and then put it in somebody's mouth yeah yeah, man, he was a dirty dude. He wasn't the first to do that. Yeah, but I mean, not not historically, but like he probably was like, yeah, I'll do that, you know. And then everybody's yeah. like, cool, man, I'm gonna start doing that too. Oh, thank y'all, thank y'all for coming out tonight. Hey, you're here with your wife. I'm here with none. Let me take my dick from your mouth to your bung. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank y'all, thank y'all. Hey, the drinks are flowing. And I'm rock hard. Did you know that vaccines make retards? <laughs> Do you think just oh crap, man? Did he sing like that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of just like whatever. He's like, well, hey, we got a big show tonight. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for coming out. You know I love you. All right, one, two, one time. I was at the bar when I. Saw your wife. Yeah. I knew that I would go ash to mouth tonight. You think he was hanging out with Chuck Berry and then he goes, man. Come on, dude. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry was peeing on people. I can't He was playing a fucking axe. Yo. Chuck Berry videos are crazy. If you haven't seen them, look up Chuck Berry It's E-fucked. I think it's DEA raids his house and finds these videos of him pissing oh on prostitutes God. in their mouth and farting yeah, in their mouth yeah. dude, dude the, the, my favorite one of those videos is it starts out he's that a, tastes good baby he's in a he's in a bathtub and he fucking is naked and she's sucking his dick and he stands up and opens his ass and farts right in her face <laughs> oh, and he just he turns around and goes i fought it in your face 
do you like that? Yeah, yeah, he does it again, and he goes, the cookies are done. <laughs> yeah, that's he so says cool. that? Yeah, dude, that's, like, that's a cool <laughs> shit. He fucking farts cookies are done. <laughs> I got a mansion, come over for fun. Open your mouth, cause the cookies are done. <laughs> we had some wild sex, yeah, we did some weird stuff. How about the time I blasted a fart in your muff? <laughs> Man, I think Chuck Berry's probably my favorite guitar player. <laughs> you, you just like that he pissed and farted on people. He wrote some good riffs, man. Nah. Hell yeah, he did. <laughs> nah, dude. He farted in people's mouths and it, it, wrote. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm that's what Rockin', I said. Fucking fucking roll That's what riffs. I said is that yo, you like that he farted and beat on people. Yeah, man, but he also wrote some cool riffs and then I don't he think just he didn't write a riff, dude. He like soloed. He's like a Yngwie. Man, he, What's nah, the riff? Nah, nah. He just like 12 bar blues. You ever listen to dude? Run Run Rudolph before? It's just 12 bar blues, bitch. <laughs> That's every song that he had. Yeah. Ho, ho, hey. <laughs> run, run, Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that shit, man. It's cool. I like that 50s rock and roll. Drive man. it in my car, pick your bitch on up. Take her to Sonic, then I open my butt. <laughs> We're in the tub, and she's smelling my ass. I'm going to come in her twice as fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chuck Berry farts on a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Berry splits them open, and then he sprays them with shit. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'll make you cream. I'll make you shut up. Here comes a butt. Open up that peanut butter. <laughs> I love that shit, man. It's cool. That's a nice fucking. That's that's a nice sexualized like uh, rock and roll riff. You know, you just fucking play that shit. You Yeah. Then Michael Jackson fucking stole the culture. Yeah. He tried to get back to the. Well, future. Elvis tried to steal, but he was like, man, hell, yeah. No, Elvis it back. sucks, dude. Chuck yeah. Berry's way cooler than Elvis, dude. Fuck yeah, man. I bet, I bet, dude. Elvis peed on a bitch or two, though. You know he, he did. did cocaine, dude. He died on a toilet due to amphetamine cocaine. Yeah, fuck that. Um, and also, a uh, fucking probably would have loved Andrews Brevet. He's a racist fuck. Why do they call cocaine a hard drug when my dick stays soft? You think his dick stays off, man? Yeah, you can't be. Dude, as high as Elvis was flying, you think he got boners, dude? No way. No erection could ever break through the pharmaceuticals of Elvis. Man, he just, I mean, think about it, though. He had an old school cock pump, man. <laughs> he did. He's just using All right, random we're, ladies we're for fucking this podcast. No, it's good. Oh, look, you know. I know you guys like this podcast and it's fun for us, but this is what always happens. We just start talking about fucking and let it wander us down. Yeah. Here I go again on my own, talking about tits and blue and fucking loads. <laughs> 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 and I made up my mind. Run on out, run on out. 50% about fucking 50% about crime. <laughs> I would love to pull a, I would love to pull my wife across the Jaguar but <laughs> You got to watch the video, dude. I I know what you're referencing and I just hate you. And <laughs> like back to Terror Town. Dude had six employees working for him. Offshore bank accounts made his first million kroner, which is what fucked us up in the first place at age 24. Manifesto claims that he lost two million kroner on stock speculation, 
but still had two million in offshore accounts to finance the attack. Now, basically, she was trying to expand on his fucking cash and blew it in the stock market. Dumb bitch. His company. He would have been a cryptocurrency guy for sure. He would. Yo, this motherfucker would have loved Alex Jones, baby. I mean, what do you do? You know, you fucking get on the dark web and yeah. Like, Man, I don't like immigrants. Yeah, I think you know. I um, as much as people say that, like, there's uh, as much as people say a shit like Alex Jones and like the dark corners of 4chan and Reddit are dangerous because people find out about these ideologies and uh, you know find like militias and shit that you. I think at the same time, that could also be like an outlet to keep people from actually acting it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, you know. People think for themselves and go, oh, this is stupid. That, or also being able to live the fantasy of it on the internet, I think. Yeah. It's not a great, but it's definitely better than doing it. You know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, you get online and you look more and more. Like, for me, I know, like, when we thought conspiracies were cool years ago, it really just took clicking around on the internet for about 30 minutes to go, God, this is dumb. Yeah, or you (laughs) click around and you go, wait a minute, Jews are behind everything? Oh, okay, this is stupid. You know, you just go, oh, yeah, man, like, that... I mean, that was the same concept old fucking uh, Hitler had. Yeah. You know, but this guy's got the same thing going on. He's not interneting, so. No. I think that's a lot of the problem that he ran into. He's just alone. He's the definition of a lone wolf. Uh, his company went bankrupt, and after it went bankrupt, the process of that and the way that he was hiding money, he got reported to the branch of the government that was like their IRS for several breaches of the law. And uh, he still says he had like a couple million tucked to the side, even though he moved back into his mother's house to save up money. The f- after he did the shooting, the first set of psychiatrists who evaluated him in their report said that his mental health deteriorated at this stage. And because he had gone from kind of like the so fast from having so much to so little, like he didn't like he went from basically nothing to everything. Back to nothing so fast. That's a fucking wild. Well, banging dessert. steroids at fifteen probably didn't fucking help. No, I mean, he's just not like you can see that this motherfucker is impulsive as shit. Yeah, plastic surgery, doing steroids at a young age. I mean, fucking making a business, but then like losing it all in the stock market. Uh, and so he did, in two thousand and seven he had to declare because he didn't want to get in trouble that his assets were six hundred and thirty thousand in kroner, which is about seventy six thousand U S money. He says by 2008, he had multiplied that to about 2 million kroner, which is $243,000 in America. And also, he had nine different credit cards that he had built up to about a $40,000 credit limit in American money. May of 2009, he used that money to found a farming company that he called Brevik Geofarm. He Basically, what he was doing is uh, farming sole proprietorship set up to cultivate vegetables, melon, roots, and tubers. Like some fucking doomsday shit. Like a way yeah. that you like that any person could grow these things that essentially are can be grown in greenhouses or in harsh environments. In 2010, he went on vacation to Prague, but the whole point of the vacation was that he was trying to buy off-market weapons. Now, Norway is very hard to get weapons. 
very hard to just go and buy a gun. Now, there's ways to do it. You just have to be registered. And uh, to be registered there, you have to go through several courses and classes and be fingerprinted and put into a database. So they know everyone who has a gun. They know why they have them. We'll kind of get to that a little bit in a second. But he went to Prague to try to buy illegal weapons. Could not make it happen. So he went back to Norway. He the, he got his Glock 34 because he had to join a pistol club. Um, so he had to put in an application with the police for a gun license. And uh, what the pistol club was is like, you know, every citizen that they, you know, it's not like you can't have guns and it's not like you can't have a pistol to protect your house. But it's not like here where like I have a I've got a a fucking 40 caliber that I bought um, years ago when I was traveling a lot more because I wanted to like make sure like we have kids and we used to live in a way sketchier area. So, you know, I wanted to get my wife a gun to have a home just in case. Yeah. Um, went and bought it and, uh, I got it that fucking day. (laughs) Like I went in and I thought, I thought it was like a three day wait, dude. No, you go in and they, you like fill out the fucking card and they just call the, uh, FBI or whatever state. I think it's a state bureau of investigation. Yeah. And ask if you're clear and you're clear. I mean, the whole thing, like I was pretty much if you're not a felon, you're getting a good. Yeah. I mean, I was in and out in an hour. Like, you know, I've got a like clean record. So I can't speak to anyone who's not, but it, like it was super simple. But in in Norway, you gotta join a pistol club. You have to go learn how to use a gun. You have to take tests on like proper safety, and because it's a longer process, it kind of weeds out. And it also you're registered to it. They know whose it is. Uh, and then he was able to get his semi-automatic Ruger Mini 14 by doing the same process. But and it's a semi-automatic, so you know how. Like I am again ignorant to guns. Um, I know that there's always debate of like, what's an assault rifle? What's an assault rifle? Not an assault rifle. Semi-automatic sounds very dangerous, but most rifles for hunting, semi-automatic basically means like if I'm going to go hunt and I cock the gun, like I pull the hammer back, and I have twelve bullets in it, I can fire it twelve times. It yeah. doesn't like. It's just it, it, it semi-automatic. I mean, it doesn't go. It's like yeah. you just don't have to. It's just as fast as you can pull your fucking finger on it. You know, right? You don't have to. It's not like the bolt action shit from like Saving Private Ryan, where you f- fucking have the sniper rifle and you click, cling, pow, click, click, cling. You just click, cling, and then pow, pow, pow. Um, yeah, so it's not like an automatic. It's just a regular fucking rifle. It's a Ruger Mini 14. A lot of people, I guess, use it to hunt the game in Norway. And that is for hunting. Like, hunting is encouraged there. It's a, always been a hunting place. It's wilderness, mountainous, a lot of deer, a lot of elk, big-ass game to shoot. Um, so, yeah, he was he had to get a hunting license by being in a hunting club. Same shit. you got to be a member of it for a long time. You have to take the test to prove you know how to use it. You have to, like, literally be a hunter. You have to pay for all that shit. Uh, when you go back to his manifesto, for fun, he played shit like World of Warcraft. He was just a loner, dude. He didn't have friends. Uh, and then he played Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and he thought that he was training himself for war <laughs> when he played that game. Oh. Thought that, like, the literal, like, it wasn't fun for him. World of Warcraft, now that's for fun. Uh, maybe the, like, talking some fucking goblin into showing you their knockers on the internet. That's, a, that's a good time. Hell? But... Uh, Modern Warfare 2, that is a training simulation. You're trying to get, learn how to actively kill predators. <laughs> Wish they do that now in the Engage military. Engage targets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. Oh, fuck. But, uh, what a weird world. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if he's autistic. 
<laughs> uh, now in 2009, he did not declare income, and uh, his ass- so his assets remained at 72,000 American dollars. June 23rd, 2011, one month before the attack, the attacks happened, he paid his credit cards off, um, so that way they were all the way clear and he could buy whatever he needed to when the time came. Late July, early, late June, early July, 2011, he moved to a rural area south of Asta in Amont. When I hear all this shit, every time we're like in, like looking at Norway, I think of like the fucking churches <laughs> they burned down. Um, yeah, Asta is where that like huge church they Fantoft. I don't fucking know. And at Amont, sure. uh, Headmark, it's about 87 miles northeast of Oslo. Um, this is where he had his own farm at, which remember again, he's like trying to start a quote unquote farming business, but it just kind of seems like a front. Um, he admits in his manifesto that he had used the farm front to legally obtain large amounts of fertilizer and other chemicals. It's pretty fucking smart because those are the components of the explosives that he was going to make. Now, because he's made this company about biofarming and he owns a farm now, a farming supplier sold Brevik six tons of fertilizer in May of that year. He purchased a small quantity of explosive primer from an online shop in Poland. His farmer neighbor described Brevik as looking like a quote-unquote city dweller because he wore expensive shirts and knew nothing about the rural ways. Owner of the local bar in the town that he lived in, uh, he once worked as a profiler of passengers' body language at the Oslo airport, which is a funny like If those people existed in fucking America, I, go, I come in so angry when I get into the fucking TSA. Like, I'm probably, like, if there was, like, a body language analyzer, they would be fucking freaking out. They would yeah. be like, this guy's yeah. a problem. Um, yeah, so. Shit, there's been a couple times where you should have been pulled the fuck out. Yo, yeah, dude, I've been such a shit. Man, when you call that TSA, TSA guy fucking Kojak, I was like, yeah. here we go. <laughs> We're all going to jail. That's why, dude, I've gone, uh, man, I made Sam fucking talent so uncomfortable one time. We were going through the TSA, and uh, I had, like, I had pre-workout on my backpack, so... The fucking TSA guy, like I, I have the reason I was angry. Like it's, it was like five in the morning. There's not a lot of people at the airport, dude. I had to piss so bad. Yeah. Like we had been up all night drinking and shit, so I just had to fucking pee <laughs> so fucking bad, dude. And so we're like in line, and uh, my bag's going through. It's got the pre workout in it, and uh, I think Sam's got like weed and shit with him. Yeah. I don't. And so the 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 guy like pulls my bag, not Sam's. And he's like, he's like wanting to look through it. And I'm like, I know you pulled that out for my pre-workout. It's in this pocket. I fucking go through TSA every time. It's like, sometimes you guys want to look at it. Sometimes you don't. It's inconsistent. It's annoying as shit. Just find it. Look at it. Fucking touch my palms so I can go piss and get out of here. And Sam's like making friends. And the guy is like opens like now because I was a shit. The guy starts taking a slow time. And I was like, come on, you fucking hero. Let's get this shit done. <laughs> I see Sam, I'm sweating and shit. I'm like, great job, man. You fucking saved America. And the, the funniest thing I ever said to TSA, dude, is that well, the small airport we go to. Yeah. Is there used to be that dude. And he would all he would like I have no other airport has ever been like this. This guy would just stand there and be like, where are you headed to like every person he thought looked weird? Yeah. And dude, it, like we were there every week and he would fucking see us and ask us. And like after a few months of it and I was like, hey, detective, shut the fuck up. 
and he just like looked down. Dude, never talk to us again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, once I realized that uh, they just get paid minimum wage. I don't care. Uh, they should not do that job. But once I realized that they were like not an actual like law force that can do anything to you, like they can't detain, like they can't do anything to you. They could call the cops. Yeah, but like you also have to be breaking the law for them to call the cops. So if you tell them suck my dick that's not illegal so you gained some knowledge from alex jones uh did i get it <laughs> i mean it, hey, he's a he's a boy that Whatever, always dude. challenging him you know man fuck them dude like if i have like they're if i was ever somewhere where i had to get dropped off at the airport and i had like three hours before my flight man good luck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i got time baby if you want to fucking Pull me aside and, and ask me whatever. It's great. Here's a fun fact. I think I've jacked off at every bathroom that I've ever been in an airport. I creamed all over that seat. I really hate being around you, man. So if you because sit down. I was you, just over there. You know, you went to the bathroom. I uh, was somewhere else and you just jacked off and then came back over to me like we were cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I washed my hands. But, you know, like. <laughs> what. Well, a lot of times, man, you know how your butt's all sweaty from a flight, man. Yeah, I, I always pop my in my headphones because I don't listen to other dudes talk. So, okay. yeah, while you're jacking, yeah, and then what would you listen to while you're jacking? Um, uh, typo or something, you know, yeah, which is right. different, you know, because it's like <laughs> so you just bust, and then your sweaty asshole hits and it beads up, you know. Yeah, well, dude, why does your butt get so sweaty when you? I don't hurt? know, man. Even like, like even if you're just like maybe it's because you're scared. You're like, what if it? You know, like what if this goes down? You know? <laughs> just dude, when you blow, you just get that butt sweat. It's well, you so know, you like jacking off in a shower, it beads up. Same thing with butt sweat. You sit down on the toilet and I've creamed on it. <laughs> oh, man. You don't be trying to put your coconut right, shrimp in your <laughs> No, dude, no. Coconut shrimp. Come on, <laughs> anyway, so we got to this because the dude is the guy that owned this bar supposedly worked as a profiler of passengers' body language at Oslo Airport. He said that there was nothing unusual about Brevik because he was obviously that's the dumbest job of all time. So let's defer to the experts to. Yeah, he's a regular Joe. On July 22nd, um, 2011, Brevik detonated a fertilizer bomb outside the tower block housing the office of Prime Minister Jens Stolenberg in Oslo. And that only killed eight people, even though it was a huge explosion. Now, he immediately traveled to Yatoya Islands, which is a site of a camp for a workers' youth league, which <laughs> sounds like some fucking, like, <laughs> like right wing Paul like that sounds like something he should have been in <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah or like some communist shit or whatever uh, but it was actually like basically a place where you know refugee and poor immigrant kids would go like they would it was like uh, what's that shit called um, fuck dude job core job court yeah, yeah kind of like that but like a government run thing to help out and then that's what he was pissed off about mainly is that nor norway scandinavian countries have traditionally had like a universal basic income type of thing and uh immig- letting people immigrate kind of fucked that up for him i guess i don't again i don't know enough about it to be a fucking expert on it but this workers youth league was like some type of national program that like got kids from other countries and shit on their feet. Uh, he, he pretended to be a cop so he could take the ferry over to the workers usually because they, like, um, the, like guests couldn't go over there. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, so he pretended to be a cop. He had guns on him. Uh, he went over there. Um, from what I understand, he caused like an explosion, some type of diversion that made everybody rush out of where they were at. There's only one way off the island, which is that ferry. Yeah. And as people started to come towards that, he just opened fucking fire. He shot constantly for a little over an hour. And by the time he ran out of ammunition, he killed 69 people. Which, again, Fuck. mass shooting, that's so fucking crazy. So it's just a real shitty way of doing it, too, because, like, he caused... A, I mean, ten people's a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. But, I mean, like... Two the, people. <laughs> he just, like, caused a panic and, like, forced them one way. Like, you know... <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, a not creepy way to say this shit. Duck but, hunting. Well, it, I you mean... the dogs and the fucking geese fly, Sure, man. duck hunting, but the duck, the, but with a ceiling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the ducks don't have the sky to fly into. Yeah. So, like, he set a trap and then executed it the way he wanted to, and it, it just sucks, man. Like, that is such a cowardly... I mean, um, just, they're young adults, so, I mean... A lot of people, like, in this case, you think of kids, which, uh, I mean... They're kids, but we're not talking like seven and eight year olds, which doesn't make it any fucking better. It just sucks, dude. Yeah. Like there's just the way like that's just such a cowardly because it, it's like, you, you know, if you like, let's say you were in Columbine again, because we are using for example, like you. There's panic, there's chaos, but the odds of you escaping are pretty high. Like you can run away. You know where to go. There's a way to retreat. These people were just like herded into one area and opened on with no chance of fighting back. Just, you know, and the guy is just continuously shooting people. So basically you're there and you know you're about to get shot. You have no choice. It's just like, and the dude, I mean, to me, all shit like this at some level is some cowardly shit, but, you know. If you're going to kill somebody, it seems like there should be a fucking sporting chance at least. Yeah. It should be personal. Not I mean, not just personal. You, you shouldn't you shouldn't yeah. do it. I'm just saying yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. at least you know, a little bit more disgusting to me than some of the shit we cover just because no one had a chance and they just stood there and watched what was happening to well, them. It's just weird cuz it is young. It's youth, you yeah. know. It was just fucked up. Like he got they got cheated out of life because this guy's ideals fucking just it just pissed him off because his mom fucking touched him when he was a kid or some shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then he was such a smug piece of shit. Like he says that he did this so that he could get media attention to his manifesto. Like he really thought he was so fucking hung up on himself. He thought that he had the answers. Right. So he did this so he could like he really thought in his mind that once people read what he thought that he was going to save Europe. And then he wasn't, he was going to basically like he looked at himself as some sort of political prisoner. Like once everyone was like, yeah, this guy's right. He was going to basically be a leader of some type. So he gave police no problem. They showed the counterterrorism unit arrived on the Island gave up. Um, he was held by armed police on that Island all night long they interrogate him, kind of beat him up a little bit, and then they took him to a cell in Oslo. He confessed the whole time. He never tried to keep anything secret, and he told the police right away that uh, he was trying to save Norway and Western Europe from a Muslim takeover. The Labor Party had to pay the price for letting down Norway and the Norwegian people. After his arrest, he referred to himself as the greatest monster since Quisling, oh. who was the past minister president of Norway during Nazi occupation. Listen, 
if you're going to fucking do that shit and you're going to shoot a bunch of people and then the anti-terrorist unit shows up, you need to go ahead and go, hey, well, they work for them. Why don't you open fire on them and just go out that way? Like, if you're going to really live by your ideals, be the biggest piece of shit possible. Don't try to be their fucking friend. Yeah, like, well, like I say, he didn't want to die, dude. He wanted to... He, he wanted I'm, them I'm to just you, excuse he, him. He thought yeah. that he was going to save Europe, bro, and become <sighs> and become a fucking hero. Fucking um, disgusting. July 25th, 2011, he was charged with violating paragraph 1471 of the Norwegian Criminal Code, which is destabilizing or destroying basic functions of society and creating a serious fear in the population, both of which are considered acts of terrorism under Norwegian law. He was ordered hold for eight weeks. The first four weeks were in solitary confinement pending further court proceedings because the jail, of course, has got Muslims in it and they would kill him. (laughs) That's what they assumed. Early March 2012, his indictment was prepared. The director of public prosecutions had initially decided to censor the document to the public, leaving out the names of his victims as well as details about their deaths. Brevik was kept at Isla Prison after arrest where he had access to three cells. One where he could rest and watch DVDs or television, which, you know, if you've seen Until the Light Takes Us, you get a look at, like, how nice Varg had it. Same for this fucking guy, dude. It's like, um, their fucking prison system is sweet, dude. Like, you know, if you have to be in prison, it's the way to go. Um, the second... He was allowed to use a computer, but he was not allowed internet connection because he obviously did not need to get his ideas out into the world. Third, he had his own personal gym with equipment. Only select prison staff with special qualifications were allowed to work around him. The prison management aimed to not let his presence as a high security prisoner affect the other inmates and like basically... um, Again, because there's Muslim prisoners there, and on top of that, there's the far-right fucking radicals. And he, you know, to hate to say this shit, um, is a pretty, in a bad way, smart dude. Uh, In a sense that he is able to, like, convey his shitty ideas well enough to make it make sense to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, I mean, what I'm getting at is like you you don't like the reason why he's mainly segregated from people is not only to keep him safe from like a, maybe a Muslim type of person yeah but also like you don't want him spreading propaganda exactly like he he still has the same beliefs like he hasn't given up on any of that you know how a lot of motherfuckers are when they go to prison they drop their whole deal they learn being around other people they fucking get to uh, they they back off of 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 what you know, because time has passed, mm-hmm. the emotions gone. Uh, you've maybe seen different ways of life. You regret being caught. Uh, the problem with Norwegian time is that uh, he, uh, they made a special form of prison sentence for him. It is allowed, quote unquote, to be extended indefinitely. So, because again, this is made only for him. Um, Theoretically, they could extend it as long as they could. The longest prison sentence ever in Norway is he got a 21 years is about what they estimate he's going to be in prison for and uh, minimum time of 10 years, which, uh, you know, he's got a pretty sweet situation is what I'm getting at for the crime, mm-hmm. which is 
terrible fucking news. Now, a fun way to bring it back to like our podcast um, is that this should. So, like, do you remember when Varg got arrested in France? Yeah. <laughs> so, a, a funny thing that happened is like. You think that the concept of, of what the media would call fake news right now yeah. is like pretty recent because kind of anybody can make an outlet and get followers and spread news and like people will go so far as to make fucking profiles, gain millions of followers, make up their own news and then like f- that all, like, almost all news fucking does now is read Twitter <laughs> like all the yeah. reporting is like based on fucking Twitter so um, it, like it's we live in a fucking joke ass time but this like this is the UK independent who and, and this is 2013 like far before I mean the, the definitely internet like Twitter's out people are using Twitter but this was before all this shit happened where people completely distrusted the media for like a lot of the part um, anyway, this is just funny to me because of how far back it is. I just want to kind of read it because I read this and was just like, what a sensationalized. Now, obviously we hate Varg here at, uh, I, I like his music. I hate him. Yeah. That, that's why I said Varg, not Brism. Yeah. Like we don't like the dude. He's a dork ass bitch. Uh, provide has provided me with hours of entertainment. Oh, for sure. Like <laughs> the way that he thinks. And what a nerd he is, and like the fucking spectrum that he's functioning on, functioning functioning on is hilarious. Uh, but and if, you know, made great music. Um, but yeah, he's just a silly fuck overall, like a wild ass bitch, dumb as hell. But anyway, this this is the independent. This is a, like legitimate UK feature uh, when he got arrested. And 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 again, we talked about this in our blackmail episode, like. He had, he only he bought like some twenty two rifles for killing like vermin on his farm. That's legitimately what happened, and this is what the news said about it: a racist Norwegian heavy metal rock musician linked to the mass murderer Anders Breivik was arrested in southern France because French authorities feared that he might be planning a massacre. Christian Vickernes, forty, best known by his stage name Varg, was arrested at in the village of Salon Latour in Corazie. Vickernes, who had served 15 years in jail in Norway for murdering another rock musician, might have been planning a substantial act of terrorism, the interior minister Manuel Valls said. Local police in southwestern France spoke of a possible massacre. The interior ministry said that it had intercepted violent comments on messages transmitted by Vickernes on the internet. So, in other words, the Thulean perspective. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> That's so funny to think about, like, a government official watching that and being like, he's activated. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. French authorities have had the quote-unquote in the article, black metal musician under close surveillance since he moved to Corazzi in 2010 with his French wife and three children soon after he left prison in Norway. They decided to intervene this week after his wife, Marie Cachet, 25, brought, bought four high-powered rifles. She was also arrested. Now, here is his connection. So remember the start of the article, it said that he was linked to Anders Breivik. 
Vickerness was one of the 530 people, 530 people, whom Brevik sent a 1,500-page manifesto calling for a war against Islam in Europe before he killed 77 people in Norway in July 2011. On his website, the rock musician, a self-professed, quote-unquote, pagan, both sympathizes with Brevik and def- and dismisses him as a Christian loser <laughs> who killed Norwegians rather than Muslims. In a blog last December called War in Europe Part 5, Brevik unveiled that vigorness. <laughs> Here's what, and this is funny, because they've said all this, like he sympathizes with him, and this is what Vigorness wrote to Brevik. If you, dear European nationalists, really want to save Europe as a biological term, you'll have to realize that the... Dude, can I... Let me go back and read this in my Varg voice. Okay. Let's find out. The Christian Vikernes. Oh my God, am I there? You're good. Okay. Yeah. If you, dear European nationalists, really want to save Europe is a biological term... I, I can't do it. <laughs> you'll have to realize... Crispy cornflakes. The only thing to do is to cast aside all Christian and other international nonsense and embrace the only European, i.e. pagan, values and ideals. If you work for Christianity in any way, you work for the Jews, plain and simple. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Man, this shit's dumb. In an interview, in an interview with French TV... The mayor of Salon Latour, the village where Vickerness and his wife family, his wife, I guess that was supposed to be wife's family, said that he had been astonished by the police raid early yesterday. I didn't notice anything strange about him other than he liked to wear military costumes and liked gothic music. Oh my God. Vickerness, known as Varg or Count Grishnak, Leader of the black metal group Brazum was convicted in 1994 of stabbing to death a rival musician, Oystein Arseth, of the group Mayhem. He was also convicted of burning down churches. While he was in jail, he elaborated an ideology based on paganism, an anti-Semitic, anti-Islamic white supremacy. <laughs> he defines himself as an odalist. Neither national socialist nor materialist, a believer in the ancient Scandinavian democracy, which does completely goes against the first thing that they said. Yeah. That's what I, this is a goddamned world class newspaper. I'm not writing for Varg. It's just so stupid. Yeah. It's like the fourth time they've said the opposite of the other thing that they said. <laughs> Vickerness defines, d- denies that he is a neo Nazi. Yes. He's not, and he. you also said that he's not. French authorities believe him to be linked to extreme neo-Nazi groups in Scandinavia, Germany, and France. Uh, they, this individual const, const, constituted a potential threat to society as shown by violent comments and messages intercepted on the web, the French uh, interior minister said. Now... And then at the end of this, it says, we'll tell you what's true. You can form your own view. <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, and obviously, like he was all the way acquitted of all that. Again, they bought like 22s to kill fucking like rats and gophers and shit. Yeah. And uh, his fucking hate blog is the Thulian perspective, which is like, you know, he's and fucking 
idiot, dude. Like, he's in his fucking all-terrain vehicle singing songs for 90% of that shit. Yeah. So, yep. Again, I, got, I don't need to defend him at all, you know? But... Like you, just the way media works by yeah. latching on the stories, and like I mean, they started out by saying that he was linked to Anders Breivik, and it's like he just received his manifesto and then told the guy that he works for the Jews. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it's just like what well, the fuck. I mean, it, it just shows like you know, um, this is another point you were making where it was like, oh, this is another smart guy with dumb ideas. You know, that's that's Varg. In a, in a nutshell, it's entertaining. It's hilarious. Yeah, I mean. But just, people, like, if he was to tell people to go do some shit, they would do it. You know? he's. I don't think so. I think so, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he makes money with those videos. No, that's true. But that doesn't mean that people are. He makes a ton of money. Like, that's another thing about Varg, dude. It's like. You know, like, he's supposed to be, like, anti-materialistic and just into homesteading but I'm telling you right now, dude, like we got Patreon, like we don't make shit. This dude has like over a million one dollar subscribers. So yeah, a month. And then and that's the lowest. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just like he has over a million patrons and like his lowest tier is a dollar. So if they all only gave him a dollar, this motherfucker's making like a million a month. So whatever, man. I mean, Varg honks. Let's. It's just uh, I I brought that up because it ties it into Lords of Chaos, which is hilarious. And then yeah. uh, there's the sensationalism. Still, it never stops. It never. No. It's always been there. Just uh, selling fucking stories, which I you know I guess that's what we're doing too. But hey, man, I try to keep it to the point in this shit because what you have to understand, and uh, it's uh, it seems really to the point. It's easy. Is that this guy was fucking racist. He killed Muslims. I mean, he killed a lot of, like, Norwegian citizens. Granted that they might have come from other countries, but it's, like, you know, just racist bullshit. And they're, like, there's, like, there's so many conspiracies about this fucking particular thing. And, uh, like, that's the unfortunate side of conspiracies is that they're oftentimes a ton of fucking fun. Yeah. And they're oftentimes true and absolutely insane. And, it, like, you can re- look at some of them and just get blown off of the fucking face of the earth, the highest shit in your car, and, uh, like, question the reality you live in. But when you apply it to something like this, it really just kind of shits the whole thing up, you know? Yeah. Anyway, man, that's been this one. Um, just want to do a couple of Norway episodes, you know what yeah. I mean? We got a team. Uh, we got a tune to go with it. Yeah, we got uh, a tune for you. Bro. And what better fit? Then Burzum. Yes. War. <laughs> That's the name of the song. It opens. Uh, see, when I was a kid and I heard this, I thought he was saying, yeah, 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 what he goes yeah, yeah. like, wow. it's not like he goes, this is for her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. She so got a funny. fire it pussy. Like, <laughs> wow. What is that God for? <laughs> yeah. That's a lovely nothing. Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding dong. dong dude man dude Brism what's one of the things I like about those songs is the ding dong it's man yeah. that boy dings and it dongs those, hey those first four albums are untouchable man yeah it makes good music you know what I'm saying so hate away bitch but uh, it is not anymore it is. but yeah no nah, he gave up it's also funny that he like just retired from that this year <laughs> yeah 
Uh, hell yeah, man. You know, I wish I had time to sit around and watch Varg and have fun with that, but I'm busy, bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Thank you for listening, as always. Salute to everyone who's written for the cause. I really don't want to repeat the same shit every podcast, so, you know, we're going to do it simple on this one. Yeah. So, hope Fair. to see you March 30th, and uh, if not, I hope we can... Fucking come to your part of the world and hang out so you can see that this is not an act. <laughs> Let's party. Hell yeah. All right. See you next week. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not.